0: Are you ready, Flyer fans?
1: Dayton with the win. It's a buzzer. The Dayton
0: Fly It's the Anthony Grant Show. Presented by Bud Light and live from Frickers on Woodman Drive in Dayton. The Anthony Grant Show is brought to you by Bud Light. Keep it crisp with Bud Light. Frickers, for over 30 years, has been the home of fun, food, sports, and spirits. Premier Health is proud to be the official health provider for UD Athletics. Learn more at premierhealth.com sportsmed. And by Flyer Spirit, the university-owned student staff destination for Dayton Flyers gear. Hashtag Flyer Spirit. The Anthony Grant Show on 1290 and 957 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Now, here's the voice of the Flyers, Larry Hansgen.
1: And good evening, everyone. Welcome to Frickers on Woodman Drive, your home of fun, food, sports, and spirits, and the home of the Anthony Grant Show. Monday nights during the Flyer basketball season, we have a standing room crowd here tonight, and uh, people are even kind of trying to wedge themselves into you know it's like mass at church and uh, it's like mass at christmas and easter just tighten up everyone get get in as many uh believers as possible because uh in case you hadn't heard the dayton flyers are now the number seven ranked team in the country in both the associate press and coaches poll and the best part about that is they earned it uh they earned it with uh, two quality wins this past week uh three total wins since we last got together here at frickers but after That uh, home win over UMass, a home victory Tuesday over a very good VCU team that uh, Dayton had to scratch and claw for that. Uh, And if it took a big effort then, well, it took an even bigger effort on Friday night for the Flyers to come back from 13 down with 7.40 to play and beat St. Louis uh, 78-76 in overtime. Jalen Clutcher with the (laughs) game-winning three with a tenth of a second to play. Uh, Capped off a pretty good week. So good, in fact, he was named the Atlantic 10 Player of the Week this week for his performance. So, um, Coach, it's, you know, uh, you got the wins, and that was important, and the team got to celebrate that's important. You're getting outside validation for what's happening in your walls. Uh, As a coach, that's a pretty good place to be, I would think.
2: Yeah, you know, obviously, you always want to – want to be able to learn and grow through winning. And, um, you know, obviously since we last met, you mentioned three wins. They've all come in in a different form or fashion, you know, and uh, we've played, we had basically three games in a seven-day span. And, uh, you know, you you looked at three different styles of play, uh, two of those wins at home, and then the third game in that span was on the road against one of the more physical teams, not only in the A-10, but in college basketball. So... Uh, we, we took some hits, but our guys stayed together. And I uh, was really, really proud of the resolve and the resiliency we showed to, to be able to do that on the road in that environment against that type of opponent who had a week to prepare for. So, yeah, it was a good week for us.
1: And, and, you, and you, you pointed out very well there, they're very different types of games, different types of opponents, but different games, even the way they, they flowed for you. I mean, UMass, you came out, probably had as good a defensive start as you'd had in a game all year and then that kind of gave you the working margin to then get the victory. You had to battle uphill against VCU, and then certainly again uh, on Friday against St. Louis.
2: Yeah, they were, they were all different. As you mentioned, I thought in the first half against, against UMass, we really, we really excelled defensively, and we were able to build the lead, uh, playing in transition quite a bit off of what we did offensively. VCU was kind of back and forth in that first half. I didn't think we really found a rhythm. Until we had that run in the second half, I think that 22-2 run in the second half, where we got out in transition and kind of opened the game up there, and then obviously we we struggled offensively. I think maybe our worst shooting performance of the of the year uh, in the first half against uh, against St. Louis on the road in a hostile environment. Uh, made some adjustments. I thought really the last eight minutes of of regulation through overtime, our guys they, they really kicked it in and the resolve showed that that uh, they were gonna if, if if they were gonna beat us they're gonna have to to really fight for it and, and, and earn it uh, over those last eight minutes. And our guys made some plays that I thought were, were really big-time plays. And uh, someone asked earlier, does this bring a level of confidence? I think our team never lacked confidence, but when you can go into an environment like that and be able to pull the win out, uh, you know, that that's, a, I think, a validation for the work that they put in and, and who those kids are.
1: At one point in time, Friday in St. Louis uh, – two of 16 from three-point range which is atypical uh, because Dayton is uh, statistically the top three-point shooting team in the Atlantic 10 however that last eight minutes you mentioned six of six from beyond the arc and it was different guys making them um what does that say about confidence not just in themselves but having confidence in teammates as well
2: well it says a lot and I think that's been a strength of our team all year you know uh we're we're um obviously we we feel like we're a much more capable shooting team than we showed the first 32 minutes of that game so i think the guys just continue to do the things that we've done i thought what got lost in the fact that we made those six three-pointers in four minutes was what we did on the defensive end the pressure that got turned up the stops we got i think they they may have gone like maybe one of their next six possessions that they scored on and uh, we were able to trans translate that into good possessions for us where we got good looks, and and for, fortunately for us, shots fell.
1: And then uh, Jalen hits the big shot, and and I think everyone here's probably watched it uh, over and over and over again. I have, I still don't get tired of it. I'll watch it again probably tonight after we get done here. And and the thing, my biggest takeaway from it was that he was not rushed yeah. at
2: all. Yeah, that's Jalen. You know. Um, we we talk about special situations in practice and and really rehearsed that situation before in terms of late game situations and um, it's always good when you can see guys locked in when you're doing that because you're going against scout team. Uh, There's really not it's not a, a from a competitive standpoint uh, a more one of the more competitive things we do in practice, but it's it's repetitive and it's about timing and it's about guys understanding what they've got to do and. You know, when, when uh, their young man went to the free throw line, I pulled Jalen over and I said, hey, let's let's run this action. Uh, we anticipated uh, that he may miss one, and we thought maybe we'd get a rebound and be able to, to go win it. When he made it, I looked and said, do we need to call a timeout? Read the floor. Jalen knew what we wanted, and we rolled with it. And uh, I thought it was a great screen by Obi, And, you know, Jalen's just got that. He understands the, the, the clock. He understands the situation. Uh he had the option to try to take it to the rim uh, if he were able to, to get a switch with uh, their five-man. Uh, they elected not to switch. Obi set a great screen, knocked, knocked their guy off balance, and Jalen felt comfortable and confident that he could get a good look, and uh, that he did. And the rest is
1: certainly Flyer history now. <laughs> 78-76 overtime win over St. Louis, and the Flyers now 16-2. and uh, and improving uh, to five and zero in the Atlantic 10, uh, sitting uh, atop the standings heading into two games this week. Uh, Saint Bonaventure at home on Wednesday, another big—that's a big home challenge—and then you top that off with then another tough road challenge uh, coming up on Saturday. There's no time to relax, folks. There's no time to catch your breath. Uh, we're in the middle of it, and it's going to be fast and furious from here on out. We'll take a look ahead. We'll look back at the week that was. Bud Light Mike available for the folks here. You can also uh, look us up on Twitter, at Larry Hansgen, and we'll share your questions uh, with the coach here as we continue. It's the Anthony Grant Show here at Frickers of Woodman Drive.
0: The Anthony Grant Show, live from Frickers on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. You're listening to the Anthony Grant show on 1290 and 957 WHIO, Dayton's news and talk. Call now 457-1290. Now back to the voice of the flyers, Larry Hansgen.
1: And welcome back here to Frickers uh, on Woodman Drive, uh, your home of fun food, sports and spirits for the folks uh, who are here and are jam-packed room can take advantage of the Bud Light mic if uh, they would like to get involved in the program. Also folks getting in uh, touch with me on Twitter at Larry Hansgen uh, and uh, we'll get to some of those questions. Also take a look at uh, St. Bonaventure coming to the arena on Wednesday for a seven o'clock game. Saturday it's a road game at Richmond, a six o'clock tip there and uh, you can watch that game with your fellow fans. Many of them are here tonight gathering at uh, company number seven in Englewood, a great place uh, to get together with uh, with your fellow fans, and uh, you can catch that game uh, on Saturday night. So, um, so it, it was a, a win with a, a 14 point win over uh, VCU that was not easy, but in some ways it really wasn't that close. Once you went got on that run and just kind of held them off down the stretch, and then the overtime win over uh, over St Louis uh, on the road, uh, 78 to 76. Um, Questions coming in via Twitter, and I'm sure that uh, questions coming up in your staff meeting. Rebounding, uh, it was a it was a weakness against St. Louis, but it is their strength. I think both teams played to their identities to a certain degree. They they crashed the offensive glass, and uh, you did a good yeah. job of, of, of defending the first shot.
2: Yeah, that's the story. You know, with uh, with St. Louis, it's kind of been that way. You know, for the entire time that we've played them over the last three years, they've got. Two of the of the best probably rebounding combinations in the country. I think they may be the only team in the country that have two guys averaging a double double. That's you true. Know, with French and and uh, and Goodwin, Goodwin's his ability to offensive rebounds is as good as any guard I've ever seen. Uh, and they, you know they they do it well. So uh, they did a good job. I thought you know going back and looking at the game, they tried to control the tempo. Uh, they, ran, they ran possessions late, tried to shorten the number of possessions in the game. And, uh, you know, when every time they, they got a shot, whoever was getting ready to shoot, you had two or three other guys that were going to offensive rebound. And uh, they got back half their misses. And, you know, when you, when you allow that many offensive rebounds in a game and that many free throws in a game, you're usually, you know, not going to come out on the winning end of that. Fortunately for us, they missed a lot of the free throws. They missed some opportunities around the rim and we were able to capitalize at the end of the game on some plays there.
1: You know, speaking of missing opportunities around the rim, um, you know, that first half uh, for Dayton on Friday night, um, numerous missed uh, shots at the rim. Ibby misses a wide-open three. Ibby misses two free throws. Obi misses a, a tip, follow-up tip dunk. I mean, these things just don't happen, yeah. but they all happen in that half, and, and you know, how how difficult is it for a team not to go well you know what it's just not our night it's just not happening
2: yeah I think that's a part of of uh what you want to see out of a mature basketball team a team that has some experienced guys on it and you know Trey picked up his second foul early and uh, only played a handful of minutes there in the first half and I grabbed him right before the the half and I told him we were going to need his voice in that locker room at at the half uh with about three minutes to play in the half I said listen here's where we are I'm not putting you back in the rest of the half because we need, I knew we would need him down the stretch, but I needed, I needed his voice, and uh, you know, same thing with Obi, and everybody. And when I walked into the locker room at the at the uh, at the beginning of the uh, of the halftime, someone had written on the board adversity, you know, and they understood that this was just a, an example of adversity. So, you know, that's that's what I mean in terms of uh, you know having a veteran crew and, and uh, the resolve of, of our team to understand, hey, we're going to have to overcome some stuff. Uh, here tonight and you know it it, we came out in the second half and it was back and forth I think we cut it to about five or six there at one point and then they stretched it out again to double figures and then you know I like everybody knows our guys were able to to kind of fight back but that's what you have to go through uh, during the course of a of a season you know every game is going to bring a different challenge we say it all the time sometimes it sounds like coach speak but it's the truth you know when you get in league play no matter who you're playing on a given night, anything can happen. I think if you look across college basketball, you see it every night, you know, and people, people get surprised by it. But anything can happen on a given night. So you got to make sure you're controlling the things you can control. Take care of yourself and then try to learn from the, from the games that you play and the lessons that you learn along the season.
1: All right. This is the Anthony Grant Show. The Flyers, number seven in the country, sixteen and two overall, five and zero in the Atlantic Ten. Home this week, Wednesday against St. Bonaventure. On the road, Saturday at Richmond. We're at Frickers. The Bud Light Mike is here. Tom is there. Got a question for Coach,
2: G- gentlemen, uh, Coach? Couple things. Uh, the flop rule. Okay. Uh, we we got
1: uh, nailed with the flop rule the other night, and. and uh, is that totally subjective, or, or how, how's that go?
2: Yeah, I mean, based on the way it's been called up, up to this point, you know, we, that was a big emphasis at the beginning of the year uh, from the officials uh, both offensively and defensively. So offensively, if you, you know, uh, over-exaggerate contact uh, or you're shooting a three and you, you, you know, make believe you got hit by, by a defender – it's supposed to be a warning. The first one, defensively, obviously, if you fake being run over or you fake any type of action there, you're supposed to be able to get a flop. I thought the one that got called on us was questionable. I thought there were several others in the game that it was subjective whether or not they got called. They didn't get called. It's a, you know, it's, for coaches, it's always scary, especially if you get one early in the game because the second one can result in a technical foul can sure. uh, and- change the course of a game. No, another question about the scouts for uh, uh, the next team. Uh, how, how do you handle that? Uh, uh, is it the same coach or is it a different coach each time or how's it work? Yes, yeah, so we've got three assistant coaches that, that will rotate scouts and, uh, and then we've got uh, some uh, support staff that will help those coaches get prepared. So uh, this past game, uh, Darren, Darren Hurts had, had St. Louis and uh, Anthony Solomon will have the next game, and then they just continue to rotate. But our guys do a great job of preparing our guys and making sure that, that they are uh, have all the information they need to try to go out and execute a game plan that allows us to be successful. Thanks, gentlemen. Yep, thank you. you
1: know, it's when you do that with that with that rotation. Um, you know, Anthony's probably got his his scout ready for Saint Bonaventure almost by the time uh, we landed uh, Friday night.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, it, it it depends on, you know, how much time we have in between uh, from one scout to the next. Sometimes it's, it, it kind of comes quickly, especially when you're in league play, because sometimes, you know, maybe uh, like slow had VCU, and then we turn around and, and, and play St. Louis, and then uh, because he's had, I think, Bonaventure in the past, he kept that scout. So rather than rotate one, two, three, sometimes you kind of skip a skip a rotation so it depends but uh you know the, the guys have done an unbelievable job of, of being able to to get the message across to our guys in terms of what 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 we need to focus on and what we need to be prepared for both offensively and defensively
1: i think i think i've shared this before but it certainly uh, warrants repeating that uh, the thing that has impressed me about this team uh is uh, in the game preparations i've sat in on some of the film sessions when the scouting report is shared and when Uh, The guys are looking at film and game plans and keys and all this type of stuff. It's a very interactive process. Uh, It it might be the most interactive classroom they're in at the University of Dayton where they're not just sitting there taking notes and listening to someone drone. They are involved. It's back and forth, give and take questions are asked, suggestions are made. It's it's, it's a vibrant uh, atmosphere.
2: Yeah, I mean, our our guys, uh, that's one of the benefits of having a veteran team. They know your terminology. They know. They've seen action before, and obviously there's a familiarity now that we're in league play with some of the teams we're playing. But more importantly, they're in tune to, to what we do, and uh, they understand based on uh, our our philosophy defensively or offensively how we want to attack opponents, and it's it's, uh, it's been beneficial for us.
1: I've watched enough uh, film with you guys now. I think I know when you guys – what situations will make you red and what situations will make you corral and <laughs> – these are terms, I'm not giving away any, uh, any secrets to the enemy, okay? It's just, uh, but, you know, to hear these guys, you know, and the coach will be just saying, all right, we do, when this happens, what happens? And to hear, almost to a man, everyone saying, well, we read that. That's what we do, because that's who we are, and that's how we play. And, uh, uh, we'll get into more about uh, the preparation ahead for the uh, week ahead. And uh, we're going to talk about uh, some of the, uh, the flyers of the future and their seasons to date. That's all coming up. We continue. It is the Anthony Grant Show. We are live at Frickers on Woodman Drive.
0: The Anthony Grant Show, live from Frickers on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. You're listening to the Anthony Grant Show on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's news and talk. Call now, 457-1290. Now, back to the voice of the Flyers, Larry Hansgen.
1: And good evening, everyone. Welcome back to Prickers here in Woodman Drive. We got a standing room only crowd here tonight for the Anthony Grant Show. Monday nights during the Flyer basketball season as Dayton is uh, 16-2 and overall, 5-0 in the Atlantic 10 This week, rising to number seven in both the AP and the coaches' poll with two games on tap coming up Wednesday at home against St. Bonaventure and a Saturday road trip to Richmond. And this all comes as Jalen Crutcher is named the uh, – I'm just starting to automatically call him Clutcher now. Uh, uh, Jalen Clutcher uh, is the A-10 player of the week uh, for his performance. And, you know, obviously he, he could have maybe just won it just with what he did in the St. Louis game, but he had a big game as well. Uh, teaming up with uh, his roommate, Obi Toppin, and the two of them just uh, uh, combined for, I think, 44 points in, uh, in Tuesday's game, uh, the, the win over VCU. So that's who's here now, but we wanted to talk a little bit while we're here tonight because you had an opportunity uh, playing on Friday, uh, Saturday, and Sunday to get down the road, and you were able to... Uh, not just recruit, but also visit with guys that have already signed will be coming to the University of yeah. Dayton. And who did you get to see uh, this weekend?
2: Well, we saw R.J. Blakeney. He played yesterday up in Springfield, Mass. Uh, uh, great tournament there, so it was great to, to be able to go out there and see him. Uh, he looked he looked really well. His his team unfortunately didn't get the win, but uh, I know he was really appreciative of myself and our and our staff being able to come out there and and support him and and see him. And you know we're excited about adding him you know to the fold for next year. And then obviously we have uh, two other guys that are also playing right now. Uh Kobe Brea actually he's supposed to play Friday game got canceled with the bad weather they had on the um on the east coast there and, and he's been out with a little, little minor injury, hopefully won't keep him out too long. And then, you know, Luke Frazier's team up in Cleveland, I think they're playing really well. I think they may be top three or four in their region, uh doing really well, having a really good senior year. So it's great to uh to have those guys uh excited about what the Flyers are doing and and uh, off to, to to great starts to their senior year as well. And then uh, Zemi Wokeji is on campus as well, uh, another freshman uh, that we were able to get enrolled here in uh, for the second semester. So he started classes last week and has actually been on the practice court with us. So he's getting acclimated and indoctrinated to, to who we are and what we do and the, on the court, and in the weight room, in the classroom, which is a great advantage for him. So, yeah, things are uh, coming along nicely.
1: So you, you mentioned those four players uh, being the freshman class of next year. You add to that uh, uh, Mule Sosoko who's uh, sitting out as a registrar right. this year. Uh, so as you move forward and, and not knowing if you're going to have uh, some more guys, uh, more spots to fill uh, after this year, do you you try to balance the classes do you do try to find you know the balance of you know bigs bigs and point guards wing players and you know what's what's the general yeah
2: definitely I mean you obviously always evaluate your roster in terms of of what you have what you potentially could could lose and what you what you need so we're always going to be in that in that process of doing that and uh you know so yeah so that that's always evolving we're we're we were able to get out this weekend and see some new guys, whether it be for the 2020 class or for later classes. So we're constantly evaluating and seeing what, what makes sense for our roster. All right.
1: The only They say the only way to get better is recruit better players than you have right now. And so uh, the bar has been set pretty high. I think the coach is up for the challenge. Okay. Step up to the Bud Light mic, and uh, you got a question for Coach?
0: Uh, yeah, I got a comment. Thank you so much for being here, Coach. I appreciate it. My pleasure, my honor. Thank you. When Johnson uh, withdrew from school, there was a question about Sissoko uh, not being redshirted. How do you deal with that kind of situation, and what goes through your mindset when you have to make a determination on that?
2: Yeah, well, we, we put a lot of thought into, at the beginning of the season, what would be best for our team and what would be best for Mulai when we decided to redshirt him. And, I don't know if you remember last year we had a similar situation with Frankie Policelli. Yes. last year. And we got an injury uh, to, to Jerry Matos and we felt like there was a need and there was an opportunity. But at the same time, you have to evaluate in terms of what you feel is best for the young man. Uh, I think in Mulai's situation with Chase uh, not being here for the second semester, we just feel like the commitment that, that we've made to him and what's best for his future and the opportunity that he would have uh, as we move forward be best for him to continue that red shirt. And, and uh, you know, we've got enough guys we feel on the roster currently that uh, we're, we're in a good place uh, to continue to have the, uh, be able to reach the goals that we set for ourselves throughout the course of this season.
0: One more quick question. Mm-hmm. Are there any local gentlemen that are on your radar?
2: Yeah, we we never stop recruiting. There's you always you told me that last yeah, year. There's man. always that.
0: when I when I asked you about Sean McNeil and you had no scholarships available. You go. We're always recruiting.
2: Yeah, yeah. You no, never we, know. You never know.
1: Yeah.
0: You should run for office.
1: Nice. Uh, thanks, thanks, sir. Thanks, sir. Thanks for coming up with the Bud Light, Mike. Uh, nice Ducat. by the way. They're eighth. Um, just had to rub it in a little bit there. Uh, okay, the, so. Uh, you know as, as you look forward um and we don't want to look too far forward and i and i think that uh, is is part of this team's identity um the fact that uh, to date they have focused on the task at hand
2: well yeah I, I think uh our guys have done a good job of understanding you know that we've got to take care of today you know whether it be you know our preparation for our next game or the the game that's in front of us, I think up to this point, the guys have done a really good job of that, being able to stay focused on on what we need to do, uh, you know, in the current moment, that's all we really have, you know, myself and our staff, we really, you know, try to emphasize that to them and here's what's real, you know, and here's where we are and here's what we got an opportunity to do. And, you know, like today, for example, we were able to go and look at, you know, some film from our last game in preparation for our next game and be able to try to tie some things together in terms of, hey, you know, here's what we did in the game. And obviously we are, are happy that we got the result we wanted, but here's some things in the game we did well, here's some things in the game that we didn't do well, and that if we're going to continue to move forward and get better, here's where our focus needs to be. So I think as long as we stay consistent, we're, we're, you know, we're talking the, the, the same language in terms of who we are and what we need to do, and the guys understand that this is what they can expect you know, that's been a good a, a good recipe for us.
1: You had three games in seven days and, and two of them extremely physical games yeah. and, and ones in which, you know, your, your, your top six guys logged a lot of minutes because mm-hmm. they had to d- due to the situations involved. Have these guys done a good job, though, at taking care of their bodies so that I, – because I didn't see a team that was gassed even in overtime uh, against St. Louis.
2: Yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, you look at coming off – off of UMass, OB tweaked his ankle a little bit and was able to come and go full speed against VCU. And then Jalen had a, a tweak there uh, against VCU and then another one uh, in the St. Louis game, and he was able to respond and finish the game for us. So I think our guys, uh, our training staff, our, our, our strength conditioning coach uh, have done an amazing job, you know, just making sure the guys have what they need and, and, and really helping me to make sure that I'm, I've got a good balance in terms of what we do in practice to keep the guys uh, you know fresh and keep them uh, where they need to be from a conditioning standpoint
1: but beyond what the training staff and the strength coach and even the rest of the staff can do is it ultimately that individual's responsibility to take care of himself oh, without
2: question without question that's a hundred percent and that that goes a lot of different ways from um, you know not only getting their, their their rest but how much they sleep what they eat uh, what they put in, what they put in their bodies in terms of, uh, you know, uh, hydrating and, and staying prepared. How they dress, uh, especially with the weather changing as much as it has over the last few weeks here. Staying healthy, you know, and so you try to you try to control as much as you can. There, obviously, some things during the course of a of a long season happen. You know, whether it be an injury or an illness, but you try to control as much as you can. And our guys. Have done a really good job up to this point with that
1: and, 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 and women will probably hate this not to be uh, misogynistic here but uh, some of the ladies here and some of the guys here too will be hate the fact that uh, some of these players struggle trying to keep weight on during the season that they you know they, they they try to you know to try to keep weight on because um you know some of these guys are a little slight of build uh, jalen crutcher's gotten stronger but you know, he hasn't gotten a whole lot bigger, if you will, just his nature of his frame.
2: Well, I think that the nature of the game anymore, you know, it's different types of strength. You know, back maybe 20 years ago, you, you saw a lot of guys that were would put on a lot of muscle and bulk up. I think today you need functional strength with the way the game is played, and Jalen's been able to add that over the course of his career here. So he may not be one of the heaviest or more more physical looking guys, but. But he can more than hold his on 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 the court and, and what we're asking him to do both offensively and defensively. And I think that's the case for all of our guys. And that's the thing I think we're, with our, our strength coach and, and with our trainer, they do a great job of making sure the guys physically uh, have what they need to be able to go out there and do what needs to be done.
1: Well, the Dayton Flyers uh, have got some work ahead of them this week, uh, and it starts on Wednesday with St. Bonaventure. We'll get into that when we continue the Anthony Grant Show. We are live at Frickers on Woodman Drive.
0: The Anthony Grant Show, live from Frickers on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's news and talk. You're listening to The Anthony Grant Show on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Call now, 457-1290. Now, back to the voice of the Flyers, Larry Hansgen.
1: Hey, welcome back here to Frickers uh, on Woodman Drive, your home of fun, food, sports, and spirits, also home of The Anthony Grant Show, seven to eight Mondays during the Flyer basketball season, which rolls on this week. Dayton now number seven in both the AP and the coaches' poll, hosting St. Bonaventure on Wednesday at seven on the road to take on Richmond uh, on Saturday. You know, so so Dayton's five and zero oh in the league, sixteen and two overall, but Duquesne's five and zero oh in the league. You've got a one-loss uh, team, St. Bonaventure coming to town. You've got a one-loss team in Richmond. You've got uh, several teams that are just right there. So while all is well in Flyerland. Uh, there is plenty of basketball left to be played in competitive basketball. At that, uh, St. Bonaventure, a very young team, they you know started off the year, lost their first three games. They rebounded and got hot, and uh, I, I just think uh, Coach Schmidt does a great job with them year in year yeah. out.
2: Yeah, he really does. You know, he had them in the championship game of the of the conference tournament last year, and they got some pieces back from that team. Obviously, they lost some seniors, but uh, so far the the little I've seen of them, been really impressed with. Uh, they got. I think three or four sophomores that have really stepped up and done a great job for him. And then he's he's also added some, uh, I think, maybe a transfer and maybe some young guys that have done a good job. So they've got a nice rotation. I think they've won 10 out of the last 12, had a tough game uh, this past weekend without their big kid, uh, missed the VCU game, and uh, you know obviously VCU did a great job and kind of put them away there early. But uh, really impressive on film to see him, and uh, there'll be a great challenge for us come Wednesday.
1: You know, a young team, but here we are. I mean, we're seventeen, eighteen games into the season, so uh, you know, no one's a newbie, newbie anymore. They've got a lot mm-hmm. of uh, they've got a lot under their belt. You know, looking at your own squad, uh, you know, I, I think some of the transfer guys uh, hit the ground running, and others are still trying to get their feet underneath them a little bit um jordy continues to make strides for you and it can be can be more effective you think
2: yeah i think jordy gave us some good minutes there in the first half got three fouls there and i think the biggest thing for him is just the game's got to slow down a little bit for him in terms of what he's doing uh both offensively and defensively uh but he's a presence in there he's got great size uh, i thought he gave us some really good minutes there being able to go and battle and get some big rebounds for us uh i think uh obviously you've got Dwayne Cohill, Jerry Matos, you know, those guys got limited minutes the other day. But but uh like I told them, there was several plays during the course of the game uh where where either one of those two guys were in but they made big plays for us. There there was a couple of defensive plays that Jerry made in his limited minutes that could have been the difference in winning the game and Dwayne down the stretch there came up with a big charge for us. So, you know, we we've got to continue to, 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 to build our bench and continue to to, to get guys to understand how they can be most effective with the current team that we have in terms of helping themselves and helping our team be successful.
1: Well one of those guys who I think is uh, certainly understands what he can do and how he can be successful and how he can make the team successful and we've talked a lot about Ibby Watson and what he gives you coming off the bench.
2: Yeah I- ibby has been great you know he's he's like having a, a sixth starter you know with what he's been able to do and, and the way he's flowed and and it's great to see, you know, and I think you, you can see from game to game from the beginning of the year that, that his confidence, his understanding, uh, the rhythm that he's playing with, has uh, continued to to grow and get better. And uh, it's it's great to be able to see that because he 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 works extremely hard at it. It's good to see him be able to have the success.
1: And and you know, and, and he continues to impress me in his ability to be effective, to to be a contributor, without being a pig. <laughs> you know, I mean, he's he's not one of these guys that. Uh, that uh, just needs to put up a lot of shots. It's like, well, I'm only going to make important shots. Those are the ones I'm going to take, and those are the ones I'm going to make.
2: Well, he's a really, very efficient player, you know, and that, that's been who, he, he, who he's been since he stepped on campus. And, and uh, I think our team understands that and understand his strengths. And, we, it, you know, some, another thing that we say is play to your strengths, you know, and help your teammates play to theirs. And, and he really does that. And I think the guys that, that are on the floor – uh, I think he helps make the game easier for them, and, and they try to do the same for him.
1: Well, the Dayton Flyers uh, rising up to seventh this week in the polls as they get ready for St. Bonaventure Wednesday and then uh, Richmond on uh, Saturday. We'll Just very briefly, we're just going to talk just a tad about Richmond. And uh, suffice to say, probably one of the most unique preps you have every year. The good thing is, is that they're running the same system they did a year ago and the year before that but they do stuff that no one else on your schedule does. Yeah, it's
2: unique. You know, and I've got a a little history. When I was at VCU, Coach Mooney was there at Richmond. And, uh, you know, like I I thought that they were kind of underrated, you know, when the year started. You and I talked about it a little bit in the preseason. I thought this was a team that he finally had some veterans with. He played a lot of young guys to – my first couple of years here, and, and uh I felt like they could be you know one of those teams that nobody was talking about that could be really good and they've they've gone out and had an excellent year they're playing really well together. I think uh as you mentioned, the system that they run is different than anything that we've seen over the course of the year. uh The little I've seen of them, I know they're playing defensively a little different than they have in the past, so uh, as we get closer to that, we'll prepare more but but uh yeah, I think when you look across the league, whether it be you know, St. Bonaventure you know, winning ten out of twelve, or the the success that that uh, that Richmond's having, uh, Duquesne the way they're playing, you know ourselves, VCU, St. Louis, Rhode Island. I think you've got a lot of teams in the league where uh, we say it a lot, but the, you know this is an extremely competitive league, a, a league a league where you know you never know on a given night what could happen, no matter who you play. So. Uh, yeah, we've got to make sure we take care of ourselves and, and we're at our best but no matter who we play.
1: Well, that's, that's one of the things that pleased me most when I saw the rankings come out today was that uh, whether it was national media or your fellow coaches across the country, they looked at those wins over VCU and St. Louis and they comprehended how tough those games are uh, to, to win. And, and the respect, so it, it's respect for Dayton, Obviously, but it's respect for the uh, for the A ten as well.
2: Yeah, that's always good to see.
1: All right. Uh, so, as the Flyers get ready for uh, that uh, week ahead coming up, a reminder once again that uh, on Saturday for the uh, Richmond game at six, there will be a game watch at Company Seven uh, on Englewood. So we'll probably have a big crowd there for that. And of course, uh, we'll have all the uh, all the action here for you on the home of the Flyers. And uh, I've listened to the replay of uh, of the game on, on on Friday over and over again, and that. Uh, that one will go in my personal archives is one that uh, I, I will certainly cherish moving forward. And coach, I gotta say after the game, that might've been as fired up as I've ever seen you <laughs> after a win.
2: I was pretty fired up. Now, I didn't get a chance to hear the replay. So what was your call on the shot? Can we hear it?
1: Uh, I, I, don't, I don't think we have it queued up back there. No,
2: you can, you can do it. You did nah, it once, did, do it live. Okay. Uh,
1: I think it was a lot of, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> No, I mean, uh, you know, good if it goes, and it it does. <laughs> Dayton wins. Dayton wins. Dayton wins. 78-76, and uh, that's on that note we will close out. Uh, on that note we'll close out, and hopefully uh, some more highlights for you next week, and uh, we'll gather here uh, next week again. St. Bonaventure Wednesday. Take them one at a time, folks. Big game seven o'clock at the arena. Wear red. Be loud. The game is sold out. Uh, And then Saturday on the road at Richmond, next Monday, back here at Frickers. uh, We'll talk about all that. On behalf of our engineer producer tonight, Griff Getz, and, of course, the coach of the seventh-ranked Dayton Flyers, Anthony Grant. I'm Larry Hansen. Have a great week, everyone, and go Flyers. Go Flyers.
0: From our downtown Dayton McAfee Heating and Air Studios, WHIO AM Dayton, WHIO FM Pleasant Hill, a Cox Media Group station.